When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is the Steel Curtain Network's Dave Schofield coming at you Tuesday night. It's really just after 9 o'clock. We're almost on time. And with me as always, except when he's not, is my big brother Rich. Rich, how's it going tonight? It goes. It goes, brother Dave. Yeah, you know what? I'm having some interesting things. Every my, The music doesn't work right for me anymore. It seems like maybe because I have 47 tabs open on my computer. But uh, it was just chugging along, and then all of a sudden, boom, it just cut off. I'm like, I must have been a couple seconds behind. So, uh, But we're here. You know, I can. I don't know if that's a technical difficulty or not, but I'm I'm excited to be here, talk with my bro, hang out with people in the live chat, and just kind of take in everything Steelers. And this is kind of a special take it all win show. This is going to be a different show than what we normally do. I know last week we got back to doing a, a top five. We're going to get into more of those. And as I said, if you all have some suggestions of some things that we should do, uh, to, like we did last week when we talked about the, the top five biggest surprises of the Steelers offseason so far, <laughs> Um that if you have any other uh, other suggestions for us, hey, make sure you reach out. Uh, both of our Twitter handles are here on the screen. If you're with us either on YouTube or Facebook or even Twitter, um, 
or you can reach out to us at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Yes, that website still exists. But tonight we're going to take a little bit of, of a different approach to things. But before we do, I do want to say that today was day one of mandatory minicamp. Rich, did you did you check in to and listen to anything or hear anything or see anything of what was going on? Uh, no, not really. Yeah, I I heard part of Coach Tomlin speak. I read every word that he did because I already have an article ready for for that for in the morning at buythesilkerton.com. Yes, that website still exists. I'll continue to say that. And uh, yeah, just some very interesting things. Couple players missing, um, but no surprises. Everyone that wasn't there, it was known. No TJ Watts. No Ryan McCullum, who is the I think third string center. And uh, there was no Presley Harvin the third. They all had excused absences. Uh, other than that, Steelers were there. We're going. You don't get quite the reporting there that you get with training camp. You don't know what happened with seven shots. Yeah, they still do it, but we don't know. But uh, it seems like they're really getting some work in. And the biggest thing is no report of any injuries yet. Don't you there think you that's go. pretty much uh, the most important thing? Sure is. Um, let's see. Who was I reading? Who was there without a helmet today, though? Without a helmet? Uh, didn't. I think there was. I don't know if it was for the whole time or what, but there were some pictures where there was no helmet for Pat Frermuth or George Pickens. Yeah, that's who it I was. I think was two of them. But, uh, yeah, and I mean, they, no one's really saying how much, you know, what are they doing with Alex Highsmith and blah, blah, blah contract? I'm like, people were taking too much into that, thinking that the contracting is going to really hold up stuff. Uh, I, I don't think it is. Um, but that's kind of the report of stuff going on with the Steelers. There's just some, some various things and some videos and things of that nature. I will tell you, if you really want to get a full recap of what happened on day one of mandatory minicamp, Go to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com tomorrow morning, and Jeff Hartman will have an article that sums up everything for you. Uh, it's it, he, he did it for all the other OTAs, and it, it's really going to be there and ready to go. So, uh, Rich, the next time we talk next week, it's going to be, oh, man, there's no more Steeler stuff until training camp. But that also means... We're that much closer to training camp. We're that much closer. To <laughs> yeah, and last week, um, la last week we got the the what day was that? Thursday, I think it was Thursday. Because oh, my my days are all all mixed up. I've I've been on I've been on two two mini vacations over the last ten days, so I'm still trying to to get my bearings straight. But yes, but it was last Thursday. I did the article of all the training date camp dates are out. Um, make sure you, you, you see what those are. If you're going to try to attend, I, they, they didn't say yet, but I assume it's going to be like last year where you actually had to get a ticket. You know, did it, it's not that it cost anything. Oh, you actually you to go, get a ticket. Yeah. That's going to be my guess as well, that you're going to stick with that. Um, it was, but maybe not because part of that last year was they were trying out that new system that they use at the stadium. Yeah, tell, tell us about that a little bit. That they were using that to go it to so the new system in terms of security, where basically you just walk 
walk through, you know, you don't even have to wait and go through a specific scanner. You're just walking through, and if you pick up, they pull you aside. They were using that at at Latrobe last year, the day we went. So, you know, then we then uh, I saw they were they had it in at least the gate we go in at Acrisure. Gate B B, yeah. Uh, they were which using is which is it, the one closest to the parking garage, but not closest to the river. Yeah, a small section of it early in the year when I was there, but then they but by the end of the year, the majority of it was was that. So, um, so I don't know if they were doing the tickets just for that reason. If they're going to do do it again, I don't care because yeah. you know it doesn't cost anything. You just got to get the ticket, throw it on your phone, boom, done. Um piece of cake also gives them a better idea of how many folks they have attending allows them to plan for parking a little better Um, Mm -hmm. so because that's what took the longest time right it's being in line for parking and everything depending on what time even there even that even it wasn't that bad gotcha gotcha yeah i i'm i want to really try to get up there this year like i said i'm gonna i'm gonna harp on one Jefferson Bartholomew Hartman about going on up there. But uh, this was our kind of little intro covering some of the news because there was other news that we would have talked about otherwise. But instead, we decided to make it part of the show. And pretty much what the show is that we're talking about. This is our show leading up to Father's Day. And a lot of people, you know, this is our family show. I'm even wearing my family shirt, my Steelers family, that... Father Father's Day kicks in, in a little bit with this. Honestly, if one Brian Anthony Davis would have been around tonight, he might have even joined us on this show. He's got a lot of, of things he loves to talk about with, with his Steelers fandom in, in regards to his dad. So we're going to hit on that a little bit. But part of it's going to be reminiscing about our childhood, you and I. We're going to kick back. We're, we're going to reminisce on some things because uh, we lost a part of that this week. We did. And that was with the, the passing of the Godfather, Stan Saverin. Stan loved the show. The, um, we we know that he had been battling. Um, I'm pretty sure it was it was a one a, a certain form of cancer, and was not in the best of health, but kept on going. Anytime he could keep doing any of the shows or any of the things that he normally did, he kept going until there was no more go left in him. So to me, we're, we're, we're going to talk about, you got to give a, a shout out to, 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 to Stan. Never met him. Um, I'm trying to think if I ever spoke to him, I, I might have back when before, before my SCN and BTSC days, when I would call in to the Steelers post game show. That I, I know I spoke with Charlie Batch. I used to, uh, you know, talk to uh, occasionally call in and talk to um, Tunch and Wolf with their in their locker room show before I was with BTSC. Um, but uh, I'm trying to remember specifically if I ever spoke spoke with, with with Stan and Charlie. I just can't remember. I'm pretty sure I did. I, I thought I thought you were on the one time driving home from that late game. Um, that wasn't them because it was a late preseason game, and okay. Stan and Charlie were like. Nope. Uh, that one was, it. it was, it was um, Tim Benz and someone else might've been gotcha. Adam Crowley, someone else. They were filling in for that one. And yeah, I, that, that was one uh, where I actually talked to him 
And they were so impressed with what I had to say. I came home and wrote it as an article that I submitted uh, to Behind the Steel Curtain. That was my first ever article that ran on September 1st of 2018. But uh, yeah, it's it seems like part, you know, things change so much. And there's also, there's players and there's coaches that shape your fandom. But there's also... I would the best way to say it is like Steelers voices that also shape a, a lot of, of your memories. And Stan was one of those. Myron Cope was one of those. We still have with us. Bill Hillgrove is one of those. And anything you want to say before I, I really get into quizzing you about some things? Well, see, you probably don't, you probably don't remember. I do. I remember when when Stan Saverin started on WTAE because that was the that was what we watched for news. Yes, that's home. what I was going to get was, into. So I'm glad you're getting into it. I wanted I wanted to break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was. I I remember when he started. Yeah. You probably always remembered him. You always probably thought of it as he has always been there. But I remember when he started. I was no, I honestly I I don't remember specifically when he started, but I remember that he was a newer guy. To me, it was Bill Hillgrove and Stan Saverin. Yes. Were the two sports guys. And then you got commentary. This is Myron Cope on sports. That's right. what you got. Uh, oh, oh, wait a minute. You <laughs> forgot the next part. See, I can't ever think of this mm-hmm. is Myron Cope on sports. The next line was always Bill Hillgrove saying. Thank you, Myron. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and but but this was back when we were kids. Now, let's let's paint a little bit of a picture. All right. We grew up in what I like to call the Pittsburgh sphere of influence. And that's because our radio and our TV were out of Pittsburgh. We had okay, we, we didn't have cable, we didn't have satellite, we had Four TV stations when I was little, little. It was four. And then it expanded kind of to five, but you had to turn the antenna, so we kind of ignored the one. And that was the the four when I was little, which you had Channel 2, KDKA. You had Channel 4, WTAE. You had Channel 6. I can't remember the call call letters. It was NBC out of Johnstown. WJAC. JAC. Okay, that's right. Out of Johnstown. You know, that, that was Bad's local station. And you had Channel 13, PBS. We had to have that because of our our Sesame Street. WQED. WQED, which was the the PBS station. Little kids, you know, that was the fuzzy one. That was the one that didn't come in as clear as the other ones. Um, And and then as we got older, that's when you got, was it WWCP was the Fox is that what it was? I'm trying to remember. Channel 8, Fox. I, I, I'm not sure if I can remember the exact letters. Okay. But but that one came later. And that one, that was the other one that was a little bit fuzzy. What was the clearest of all the channels? WJC and WTAE. Those were the exactly. two clearest. Those were the two clearest ones. All right. And to me, WTAE was the most clear because, let's just say, it was a little bit higher end production being Pittsburgh rather than Johnstown. No offense, bad, yep. but it, it really was. So really growing up, that was our news. 
that was it. I mean, you didn't have the internet. You, you know, you had a local newspaper you would get and get news, you know, there for, I mean, when we were little, little, we got the newspaper once a week from the really local one. Um, and then as we got older, our parents subscribed to one that came daily. Um, but so really our news came from, our regular news came from Don Cannon and Sally Wigan. Oh, no, 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 no. And Paul Long. <laughs> there you go. It, was, it, was, it started out. See, you again, probably mm-hmm. you remember when Paul Long wasn't doing as much. Mm-hmm. When I remember it was Don Cannon and Paul Long. Sally Wiggins was out in the field. Then uh-huh. she came in studio. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. And the great, and for, and for weather, it was oh. the great Joe Donardo. Joe Donardo. Yep. <laughs> went down to him, <laughs> went down to 14 Springs. <laughs> Remember that t- no, no, no. Don't, don't yeah. you- I love that. Go ahead. Remember that time he had, him, him and Jack Lambert got in a fight down there at 14 Springs? Well, now there's only seven. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. So, uh, Joe Donardo. Joe not said it would. would. Yeah, not could. Would. Would. And, and, but, and that was our, that, that was where we got our information as kids. Yeah. Now, the, the Steelers games were generally on. That was back when when they were on NBC, mm-hmm. yeah, right? They were so on was... Channel Six, but that wasn't where we were getting our local news that from. Was the, so we the... would watch the games there, but listen to the sports stuff on WTA. Go ahead. Right. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was. It was home games. A- AFC was um, on on NBC, so WTAC, mm-hmm. and then we would catch like if they play an NFC team that was on CBS. Which was Katie K. Yeah. And that, that was, that was us. Now, when I say that we lived in the, in the Pittsburgh sphere of influence, remember we weren't even in Pennsylvania for those of you that out there that don't know, we were in the, we were in, in, in mountain Maryland, far Western Maryland, as I would say, how often did we ever go to Pittsburgh? Think about that. As kids, <laughs> pretty much once a year. Yeah, and I mean, when we would go to Kennywood. Yeah, we go to Kennywood. We would take a special trip, and we would go to Kennywood once a year. I remember, as a, as a as a kid, going to my. I remember our my first Pirates game mm-hmm. at Three River Stadium. Um, I remember because you remember more of the game because I wasn't all that old. Um, we were on the third base side. Yes, we were. And I remember uh, Johnny Ray was the shortstop. No, second baseman. Second baseman. One of those guys. And they had, I remember because they had flashed on the screen that he had gone so many innings or whatever without an error. And as soon as they did, he had an error. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and, and so it, it was a big deal when we went to Pittsburgh. I, I remember, you know, school trips, kindergarten. You went to the zoo. Yeah. The Pittsburgh Zoo. Only ever been there one time, you know. But but various different things. I remember going for a performing arts thing at like uh, whatever it was called in Pittsburgh. That was in sixth grade. Uh, I I went to that. But just going to Pittsburgh was a really big deal. But yet Pittsburgh was in our living rooms every night. Yeah, yeah. So so losing part of that, you know the. You, 
you look back with that, like I say, Bill Hillgrove is still with us, and he still the, does the games. I told you about beating Bill Hillgrove, right? I don't remember if I did. Uh, or not. I don't. I don't know that you did. This was in 2017. It was, uh, you know, I, I remember saying about this on on the preview. So some of you may have heard this before, but we had gone to the what was it called? It's what it wasn't fans fest. It was whatever. It was the draft party. The you went to it just yep. over a year ago. That was at Heinz Field because yes, at the time it was Heinz Field, and I would I remember I would get two free tickets as a season ticket holder, and we would just get other. They were cheap, and we would go. And I would I would take the kids. The first year I went, that's how I ended up with my Steelers super fan dad uh, th- um, name. I talked about that on, on the preview, and but that but in 2017 we, we were there and it rained. And I was there with our brother-in-law, our sister's husband, uh, his two oldest kids, and I was there with my two oldest kids. And we had them all signed up to do stuff on the field. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was with Stefan Tuitt, um and Roosevelt Mix, as they were signed up with. Um, but then it rained, and they had to cancel those things. We went inside, and I went up to the where there was a place where only the season ticket holders could go. And I go up there, and there's not very many people. And who's sitting at a table there talking – Bill Hillgrove and Craig Wolfley and my brother-in-law and both boys were too scared to go up and talk to him, but the girls, they weren't, we went up and talked to him. They gave us signed autographed pictures. And that's what they told us. We had just missed within five minutes. The Steelers first round draft pick came out and spoke and we weren't there for it and didn't get to hear one Trent Jordan want. <laughs> so they kind of felt bad for us. So they probably talked to us for a good 10 minutes. Uh, Bill Hillgrove and, and and Wolf, they were nice as could be. Um, and like I say, Bill Hillgrove, that's that that's still part of my childhood. But uh, but it was it was him, him and Stan. And I don't know about you, but to me, growing up and thinking of those kind of things is part of what makes me the fan that I am today. Yeah, I know. It got me thinking more. You know, that there there are a couple other guys that do sports around. Pittsburgh that are still there that I remember from from way back, mm-hmm. so, you know, back at that time. Um, you know, got guy junkers still around, mm-hmm. and uh, and Albie Oxen. Albie Oxenrider was the other one I was going to say. <laughs> now you probably remember when he started because remember they yes. teased that for forever. I do remember that. Remember they had commercials that teased him. You know, com- yeah. What's an Oxenrider? <laughs> yep. So um that's that actually, you know, hearing those voices and and seeing those highlights and just getting your your other news and your other sports news. I mean, Pirates, that was back when the Pirates were good and the Penguins and Steelers information. It was just I mean, I was even in an age that I didn't even really understand everything I was listening, but I, but that was just so familiar to me, and and it's it, it's sad to lose uh, Stan Saverin at uh, this week at the age of seventy six yesterday. Um, but we're also going to talk about other than just anything else you want to say about the media and everything. Anything else in that regard? Uh, well, it's, it's funny because mm-hmm. yeah, because um, so of course I stopped by our parents' house this evening. 
Okay. Uh, as I do on most Tuesdays. So I was telling dad what we were going to do for the show tonight. He thought it was pretty cool. And he and I got to talking. Of course, we were talking, you know, uh, first person he brings up, of course, was Myron Cope and how much he loved Cope. Um, but with that, then, you know, you, you probably, and I still loved hearing Myron Cope calling games with Bill Hill Grove. But see, I remember back when it was Byron Cope and Jack Fleming. Yes. Um, that was before my time. Yeah. And honestly, I would put the two of them up against any duo for calling a football game. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would even put them up against what I consider to be the gold standard. They were right there with that. And that was Madden and Summerall. Madden and Summerall. Okay, and maybe the reason I put them right there with Madden and Summerall is because Jack Fleming was Summerall with actually a little bit more emotion, and Copa's is was uh, was Madden, and just listen to the two of them call a game. Um, sometimes I miss it. I go back and look up and find old old clips of the two of them calling games. Sometimes just to listen to, um, you know, it, it, it's amazing what that what that did and you know i can say that about the the stuff for the steelers but some of the ones that i remember even more was was stuff for the pirates because you probably again mm-hmm. i don't know if you remember because again you'd have just been little but you probably don't remember me and my little transistor radio going to sleep almost every night listening to pirate games on the radio i remember talking about it more than it actually being there i've, I've always said and, and it might be because i don't really remember I mean, we shared a room. Were we sharing a room at the time? Or was I so young? Okay, I was going to say, was it? I was so young, I was still in a crib. But it's it's Mm -hmm. so funny that you say that because would I remember that to say it myself? No. But as soon as you say that, I'm like, I remember that. Because I've often said that I would rather listen to a baseball game on the radio than watch it live on TV. Well, live on TV. I mean, in, in stadium is completely different. But yeah. that's one that I actually enjoy more on the radio. And that might be why. Because of that Maybe. growing up. It could could be. Because, you know, you didn't get the pirate games every night, but you could get them on the radio every night. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when it came to Steeler stuff, I mean, even now, when I go back and, and watch highlights of the game, yes. I wanted I, I want to hold on just a second. I always want to listen to the radio call rather than the TV national call. I want to hear the local radio call and the highlights. Go ahead. Yes. Sherry Richards put out the gunner, Bob Prince. Also Lanny for Terry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just um, good. was always good stuff. And they left. No doubt about it. Right? <laughs> yep. Yep. And then of course, you know, listening to penguins games. That was that was an experience in itself as well. So I know we, but you know, I think about some of what we have had for sports commentators out of Pittsburgh, and we have been extremely, extremely lucky. Yeah, and and they feel, I mean, they they become part of your of your fandom. You know, part of part of what that is. Like here, right here, I'm going to bring it up right now. Well, ah, I missed it, Jeremiah Yoder. Says I remember when Jack Fleming called the immaculate reception play. I remember that like it like it had just happened. 
Oh, his his Jack exactly. Fleming's call. If you're going to watch the Immaculate Reception, because actually, probably a month month and a half ago, was look, watching through through some video of the Immaculate Reception, and you can hear it in two. You can watch it with with in two different ways. You can watch it with what was the television commentary, mm-hmm. or you can watch it with the radio commentary, which I have done recently, <laughs> and. Let me tell you, tell you what, Jack Fleming put the TV guys to shame. His call yeah. was so much better. Um, it, it was, it was his call was almost as immaculate as the reception. <laughs> yeah, and I actually did a thing with with Jeff and Brian a couple weeks ago where I. I told them a call of a famous Steelers play and they had to tell me what play it was. And, and that one, and that one was, I'm, I'm where is it? I'm trying to find it here. Um, uh, oh, there it was the, the line that I have after it happens after that was where he said, I don't even know where he came from. <laughs> was his line from the Immaculate Reception. Yep. So, yeah, that was the, 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 they just shaped so much. And and what would you and I do when we would go to a Steelers game more recently? You know, we'd 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 be on the on the Clipper on the way out, listening to the post game show from BTSC now SCN. And then what we do as soon as we get to the car because the show would be over, or, or DV, close to over. DVE. We're listening to DVE. Going down, going down the road, listening to who? Stan and Charlie. Yep. You know, because I, I, I couldn't get my, I couldn't dive into work and, and everything um, then nearly, nearly as quickly because I'm driving. So that's I what know. we I, I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss Stan Saverin on that drive home this year. You know, that's, that's, it, it's going to be tough not having him um, because he kind of become a, a part of the process, yeah. you know, Um Will they find someone to step in and probably do a really, really nice job? Yes. You know, I, I, I didn't think, I didn't think Jack Fleming could be replaced. And let me tell you, Bill Hillgrove said that, you know, he was taking a huge gamble coming over to replace Jack Fleming mm-hmm. after, you know, but it worked. Okay. I worried what would happen after we lost Myron Cope. Um, did the broadcast change? Yeah, it changed. It, it, it changed some. Yeah, when when Tunch came in, yeah. You know, now we lost Tunch. Yeah, has it changed? Well, it's changed some since w- Wolfley came in. Actually, I think with Wolfley in there, it's closer to Cope. You know, because yeah. his his reactions are a lot more. And he Animated. was on the sidelines anyway when Tunch was in the well. It's just, Tunch yeah. was on the sidelines when yeah, for, yep, when Co- Myron Cope was still there. Yeah, and then came into the booth. So, you know, will they figure it out and make it all work? Sure, they will. But when 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 we lose lose people, but it to me it still still hurts a little bit because you know it's just a you know for you know for a guy here that's that's just shy of fifty it. it 
yeah, when 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 I lost Dan Saren yesterday, it was just a little piece of my childhood. Yes, exactly, exactly. That and that's what and and I knew we were going to talk about this for a while. If if we just did this to talk about the news going on to start the show, and I really just wanted to give it the proper time. When we come, we're going to go ahead and take a break. We come back. We're going to talk a little bit, you know, about not just those. You know, re- remembering those you know who helped shape our our Steelers fandom, not just from from that perspective, but also because we said you know it's Father's Day and, and family and everything that we have. What I'm going to ask you all to do now that are with us live in the live chat, you want to take a little bit. Some people have already done it further back. If you need to go back and copy it and do it, because I'm not going to be able to go back and go through them all again. But I'm going to ask you if, if you have a, a, a short story talking about either someone like a Stan Saverin, like a Myron Cope, like a Bill Hillgrove, like like a Tunchokin, like your father, like your grandfather, like your uncle, like your aunt, like your mom, someone who really helped shape your Steelers fandom. I want you all to put them in there, and we're going to spend a little bit of time uh, bringing those up. So if you're with us here on YouTube, get ready to, to do that if on YouTube or Facebook. And if you're with us on the audio, uh, stick around after these messages to, to hear some pretty interesting stories. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Steelers fans. We are diving into remembering those who helped shape our Steelers fandom. You know who really helped shape my Steelers fandom, Rich? The guy that I get to do a, a show with every Tuesday night at nine o'clock. <laughs> I don't think you. I don't know that you realize that. Uh, you know you what? When you, when you sent me this topic, I thought about this. Yes, because by the time you got old enough to remember, I was so into Steelers that um, I'm sure there was an impact there. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean. And of course, you know, because 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 our our father, he's not as bad as the Twitter people out there. But we've talked in the past about how you know he would get frustrated. They're a bunch of bums. All oh, they stink. All oh, they're terrible. Blah 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 blah. And honestly, he fit right. I mean, he our, our dad did not grow up in the area. He grew up in New England, 
and he he kind of fit in with probably pretty good with the with with, with the injured mentality. Yeah. Now I don't put up with it anymore when he starts saying stuff because when he says stuff that's wrong, I I correct him, and he 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 actually um, looks at me at knowing more about the Steelers than he does at this point. So uh, it, it's kind of fun now, but I mean, still, I it's. It's very rare for me to have an extended conversation with my father that does not somehow involve the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, it's true. It's say, same for me. They, I mean, and up. you it always and you comes live, up in the conversation. And you live close to our parents, and you stop by stop stop by the house, you know, multiple times in a week and everything. And yet that still happens. It's just kind of one of those things that that connect us. Um when when my wife gave me, well, it wasn't our first Christmas; it was our second Christmas. When she surprised me with two tickets to the to the game the next day, my first ever Steelers game, and it was in yes, it was the day after Christmas in two thousand four. I've talked about it before. Ben Roethlisberger's rookie season there, playing the Ravens in Pittsburgh to to for the Steelers to lock up uh, the AFC North, and I think that even locked up the one seed um, that year, and I was there. And everyone in the family was excited. I was talking to every, it felt like everyone was going along with me whenever, whenever that happened, you know, our sister was excited. You were excited. It's just, it's something that our whole family still bonds over. I mean, even, even our, our oldest sister, who's not a big sports person still, man, she, sometimes she can't even stand to watch Steelers game. She gets nervous. (laughs) (laughs) And she'll be like, I can't, she'll send me a message. I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> but because and she's a fan, it's just something that connects us. It, it is. And it's always connected us as a family. And, um, you, you know, I, I, to, to me with the family, we haven't connected, but, but nobody had the influence on me that I'd say, um, and the family as much as more than what we were talking about in the first half of the show, which was more on the media side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say this now our, our grandfather influenced me when it came to the pirates. Yes. Because yes, he, he was a big pirates fan and he, you know, he loved baseball. Yes. He um, did. Baseball was his sport. He wasn't a big football person. You know, we'd go over to his house and um he he wouldn't you know you he didn't often go over to pap's house on a sunday and there'd be football on unless we were there he'd turn it on because we were there mm-hmm. but you could go over in the summertime in the afternoon and he'd have the cubs on or mm-hmm. yeah just uh, because it was on just because it was yeah, on. a satellite dish he had wgn that's right <laughs> or the braves on tbs were the Braves on TBS you know? back in um, the day? That's right. But no, the, but he also had the he also got the Pirates games too. That if you yeah, so he he you know he influenced me when it came to Pirates and and my fandom that was there. But um, I'd love to say it was our dad. Our dad had some influence because I'll still you know when I get mad I'll just. Look at Kyle! And I'll, oh, they're a bunch of bums. <laughs> I'll, I'll throw Dad's line out yeah. there, but you know. Mm. Um, 
But actually, I look at it now. You and I are more rabid fans now than he ever was. Oh yes, <laughs> absolutely, and that and that's what's really cool. And we can really play off each other here. Hey, I, I'm going to start having to bring some of these up. Like, there's one yeah, early on from West. He said, "New generations don't replace the old ones. They just create new memories in history." And Wes, you're exactly right. Right, you're exactly right. It's just going to be. It's not going to be. It's just not going to be the same. It's going to be different, right? It's going to be different. Doesn't mean it's going to be bad. It's probably going to be good. It'd be really good. Might even be better. But it's just going to be different. Yeah. Now, here's. I'm glad he put this back in here because I saw it early on, and and yeah, go ahead. And I didn't want to have to scroll back to try to, to find it. But Andrew Wilbar. Fantasy football and NFL draft is his name under under YouTube. But th this is BTSC's Andrew Wilbar. We like to bust on Andrew sometimes, but uh, we, we we love him to death. He says, "My grandpa is the one who brought the Steelers fandom to our family. Born in Pittsburgh, lived with us for about a year when I was five. Had Parkinson's disease, and his eyesight was bad. So I so I had to to read to him the newspaper." He would always have me read the sports stats, especially the Pirates during baseball season. He later got me into football, and it became my first love rather than baseball. Okay. Um, and then I, he said one other thing. Um, was a true believer in defense when championships kind of rubbed off on me. Yep. So um, – here we go. Afton has one that says the first Steelers game I remember watching were when my mom or were when my mom's dad's visit from Pittsburgh. So in other words, someone someone visited from Pittsburgh and said, "Hey, turn on the Steelers game." That's that's pretty. You can't miss it. Can't okay, miss uh, it's funny because um, Gavin, this this is a new name. Oh, he he told he. Was it? He told us earlier. He said a different show, and he said earlier tonight what is what is who who this is. Was it? Oh, I, I can't remember. His, I, I would know it to see it. Um, that's that. It, it's a it's a new screen name for him. But he says, uh, "Were the Patriots not a thing when your dad was a kid?" Yeah, they were. Yeah, he was a Patriots fan. But guess what? We got every Steelers game. And remember, we we almost got banished. <laughs> he he was <laughs> yeah, during the the Bears. Patriot Super Bowl because we all loved the refrigerator Perry and oh. wanted the Bears to win as kids. He did not. Uh, he didn't like that. Sorry, Afton threw something up there. Was Gavin? Was he great? One hundred and three. Yes, he was great. One hundred and three. Okay. That was it. Thank you. Thank yep. you, Afton. Yeah. Um. The the other thing was, yeah, my dad kind of followed the page. He followed the Patriots from up there, but the Patriots were awful. He, he was and still is a big Boston Bruins and Boston Celtics fan. Yes. But yep. he's never never been huge on the Patriots. And honestly, if this is an interesting story. Our parents did not watch the Steelers' first Super Bowl victory. They kind of did on the Jumbotron. Because they were given tickets because people wanted to watch the Super Bowl to go watch the Penguins and Bruins play in Pittsburgh. <laughs> and they were there. Um, and then they, they were they, they were showing the game on, on, on the Jumbotron then too. So the end, especially the end of the game. So uh that that's I you know, because that was kind of uh, my mom still still tells the story that when my parents were first married and they were living in Terra Alta, West Virginia. That on Sunday night they would 
they would go to bed early to turn on the radio to listen to the AM station WBZ Boston and listen to the Bruins play. See, you were you were <laughs> you were always asleep. See, you forget that that we used to do that same mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. when you were a kid when when mom and dad would go to prayer meeting on Wednesdays in McHenry, mm-hmm. we would drive home. Dad would turn WBZ on, whether it would be Red Sox. Yeah, it wouldn't matter what it is. You know what? No, I, I would still Or, or even their talk show because yeah. you could only get it. At night. Own, it's at night. Yeah. Yep. Still get it um, at night. I still turn it on down here once a while. I, I still have a memory of of our, our dad up in their up in their bedroom. This was... This was, I was older because it wasn't the the big room that you and I then shared later. Um, it, it was the other room. Listening to the Steelers on a Sunday night because the game was on TNT and we only had, <laughs> we didn't have cable. So he was listening to it on the radio. I, I remember that as well. Uh, Russ, Russ has a little story. He says, I became a Christian and got saved because of Tunch and Wolf 30 years ago. Just hearing, hearing the impact God made in their lives and thought, Thought I, I need that would always be grateful to them. That changed my life. Yeah. For all from being a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Um, here we go. This is from Pittsburgh Today 86. Said Lynn Swan made me try football. I could run directly and, and, and catch very well. Or directly. What am I saying? I can't read right now. Decently and catch very well. These the writing is much smaller than it used to be. Lambert somehow got me into boxing. Maybe him dumping Cliff, Cliff Harris was the impetus. Because we we know that you know Cliff Harris is still a punk. Um, still a punk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, here, uh, Jennifer says that uh, Mike Webster's sister lived next to my grandparents. When he came home to visit, he played football with us in the yard and brought us Steelers gear. I was hooked. That's a fantastic story. <laughs> yeah. Even if you had no idea what professional football was, just the fact that this guy that you knew played professional football would come over and throw the ball around and bring you gear, that that would be enough that I'd become a football fan if I wasn't one. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Sher- Sherry Richards says, watching games with my dad and also Rocky after reading the book Fighting Back and watching the movie. It, you know, that this is this is what shapes our fandom, Okay. Um, here, this is Mr. Woodside says 1978, my aunt Sonia, RIP 1998, favorite aunt growing up. Uh, 98 is when we lost our granddad who, we, who, who you talked about with, with, with the pirates says she introduced me to football and the Steelers. First game I watched was Steelers Cowboys Super Bowl in January, 1979. Um, entire extended family were Steelers fans. Yeah. It's t- to me, part of what, this is what makes our fandom is also the memory of those kind of experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just, again, it, 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 I want to say the, it imprints on you. Yeah. It's not just impactful, not just impactful. It imprints on you. It is there. It is probably never going, never going anywhere. Yeah, um, here's one. We'll have to do a, a mild a mild correction because because of, of something. It says I'm a Steelers fan because of my dad. The first Super Bowl I saw was against Dallas, and they said 77, but the Steelers weren't in the Super Bowl in 70. 
seven. Um, says, but I, but I live in the Bay Area, California. When you go back those long that long, I I mess up the years all the time too. But uh, yeah, it was it was it was against the Cowboys. Um, and Brian Brown says, my first year as a Steelers fan, they won Super Bowl thirteen. Okay, uh, something that said right before that was uh, the Steelers' defense was scary and unstoppable. The offense was clicking on all cylinders, and Jack Lambert really did look like Count Dracula in cleats. <laughs> <laughs> This is Russ. It's just funny because I I think I remember hearing Russ before. Says I'm so glad for times I called in post game and talked to Stan and Charlie. They were always so nice. I sometimes even even now if I if if I'm you know going to bed I'll try to catch you know SNR on my phone because they'll they'll replay the post game show sometimes just over and over and uh, or or a replay of the game, um, and I'll just turn it on and just see what's on just to just to. Um, Especially after a win, to take in as much Steelers stuff as I can. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. This is Kathy Ford. Um, already heard from Afton. Says yeah. I'm delighted to have contributed to the delinquent no fandom of my daughter. Makes Sunday so much more fun because we already heard from her daughter Afton, and there's Kathy uh, chiming in. So so that's really really great stuff there. Whoa. Um, I just had my live chat. Okay. It jumped on me pretty bad. Here we go. Thomas Riley. I wanted to get this one. Says, my uncle got me loving the Steelers early. I was his remote control during Steelers season. <laughs> my job was to turn Been there game during that. a commercial. Yep. yep. Been there exactly. many times. You're, you, yep. you're, 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 you're um, preaching to the choir there, Thomas. <laughs> oh, okay. they're bums. Turn it to channel two. <laughs> right. How many times did dad say that? Then we'd miss parts of the Steelers game and be mad. Yeah, see, and that's that. That's why I introduced my father to Red Zone. The reason yeah. I introduced my father to the Red Zone channel is I'm like, Dad, you don't have to try to flip the channels and catch the best parts because you know what you always did? You always missed the best parts. Yep. How many really great plays did we watch on replay because our dad was flipping the channel? <laughs> So I'm like, watch Red Zone. They'll just show you all the good stuff. You don't have to worry about timing it right. So um, uh, Wes has another has a little story here. He says, it isn't really a shaping my phantom story, but in Sean Sweezum's last season, as the day was ending, he had a 20-minute conversation with my son, who at the time was four years old. I mean, that kind of really locks in uh, stuff with your fandom. Um Lifelong fan 07 said, my dad and I went to the Raiders game when Cordell Stewart was the QB, and we beat them that day in Oakland. I wore all my Steelers gear. Love it. Love it. Um, Thomas Eads, the fourth, says, my says my dad got me into Steelers from birth. Um, he then, uh, then I did the same with my son. Okay. Uh just some really, really good stuff here. Okay. Uh, Jeremiah Yoder said, said my Steelers fan started with Joe Green. The way he led the greatest defense of all time, he dominated the defensive game. 1972 is when I fell in love with our beloved Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. I mean, some people it's because it's where they live. Some people it, it wasn't. With us it was, I mean, if we didn't live where we did, do you think we would have ended up Steelers fans? There's a good chance we wouldn't have because no, good we wouldn't have. that that we lived in the sphere of influence. I mean, our dad wasn't a Steelers fan whenever, whenever he married our mom, but he became one. 
Right. Mom yeah. and but mom's influence wasn't Steelers, it was pirates because of our granddad. Yeah. Mom mom didn't talk a lot about the football, mm-hmm. but she'd been doing baseball for a while, so it's hard to tell. Yeah, see, and we gotta remember we aren't just all old fogies here. I'm I mean, I'm you keep telling me that I'm not old enough to remember, but here we go. Here, here's Gavin coming in. This was you know, great, great one oh three, right? Um, yes. said, I got into the Steelers during the Killer B era, era, era. Antonio Brown was my favorite player, but his downfall made me dislike him. I hope Pickens can fill that void. Also, yeah, he said, great one. Oh, three. Yeah. Did I say oh, eight? Oh, three. Yeah. Um, that we, we do have a remember, we have a lot of listeners, and I mean, even people on staff with, with SCN that last year was real, other than. You know, most of 2019 was their last, you know, the, the first season they can remember that it wasn't Ben Roethlisberger because they weren't old enough to, to remember what was going on before Big right. Ben. So, so remember that, you know, but then I get people on here that talk about the 70s Steelers. I'm like, man, I really wish I could have, could have, you know, been a part of that, but I'm, I'm not old enough for that. So, but that's the great thing about the Steelers. It's cross-generational. You know, even if it's not your family, it's, you know, the old generation, young generation. I'm not going to go naming all of those, whatever they are, Gen X and stuff like that. But they they can still all be connected by the Steelers. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm uh, <laughs> sorry. I just got to bring this up. Brian Brown said, I remember a time when I hated the Houston Oilers as much as I do the Ravens and Bengals. Warren Moon could kiss it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and then just some people more reminis- reminiscing. Um, yeah. Uh, here, here's one. Just got to say, Mark Lancaster said, "Love the way Myron Cope described the freak size of Eric Green. It was hilarious." Um, yeah, and that's you know now Darnell Washington is what people were talking about. <laughs> Thomas Eads said another one said, My dad had old VHS tapes of Steelers in the seven of the 70s game, and we watched them. There you go. Yeah. And we watched them. Yeah, and we watched them. Sorry. Whoa, I just jumped again. I don't know if I missed anything or not. Okay. Um I'm trying now. I'm trying to get back to where I was because everything. Um, okay, I found it. Here we go. I'm, I hope I didn't miss anything in there. Okay, got to bring this up because Sherry says, let's be honest, we have the best ownership in sports. They truly care about the fans and want, and want to win. Uh, RIP Chief and Dan. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because we're, 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 you're sad when the Roonies hold a special place in your heart just from, from what they gave the city of Pittsburgh and the Pittsburgh Steelers. But they're not someone that you heard every day, like what we were talking about at the beginning with Myron Cope and Stan Saverin and 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 and, and those. Um, uh, let's see. Am I missing it here? Oh, what on down through here? Yeah, oh, here here's one. Ron yeah, Schultz is a good one. Has lived in Seattle for 15 years. We had the Steelers Breakfast Club. Your real hometown was your name. <laughs> All right. That's 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 pretty. I good. like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, hold on. I was uh, wanting to see. 
here we go. Brian Brown told another yep. story. He said, the first playoff game I ever watched the Steelers lose, I got grounded two weeks for breaking the TV with an ashtray. <laughs> the question is, who, whose ashtray was it? <laughs> uh, and, and then, then Wes clarified that the, with, it was squeezed from that was uh, uh, that was at, at training camp. This is what he wanted to say. Um, okay. And because Thomas Seeds came, you know, wanted to um, – came in to say, he says, I grew up and live in Virginia. My dad became a Steelers fan when Chuck, uh, Chuck Dolba became the coach. Um, and Andrew confirmed what I said. He's like, uh, last time Ben was the QB, I was one. <laughs> Crazy. I know. Uh, um, yeah. Dang, Andrew. And I'm just sitting there thinking, you know, I got to go see Bradshaw play in person. So, you know. Yep. Okay. Um, here, here we go. Uh, John Butte, I assume, uh, says, my first Pittsburgh team was the Penguins. I was born in 1990, so my whole whole life the Penguins have been amazing, and I became a Steelers fan later. Started following the team because of Jerome the Bus. So, yeah, some, some really good stuff. Is there any more? That, my, it just skipped on me again. Um, the stuff, I, I didn't want to really – Skim out on everyone, but we are running out of time here. You know what? This was our big question. This was our big question, and we basically used it for the entire second half of the show. Unless you had something else you wanted to do, Rich. No, no. That that we wanted to give you all the opportunity to basically take half the show and and talk about those things and those people who who shaped your Steelers fandom. Um, You know what? I think think Stan would have been proud of such a thing. I'm going to bring this one up. From Afton. Okay. Yes. Afton said, said, I love Shannon's white story about his family's connection to the Roonies and why they respected them so much. In case you're wondering what she's talking about, that was on, um, he was the Monday morning conversation, not yesterday, but the week before on Jeff Hartman's Let's Ride on our audio only platform. If you didn't, if, if you're wondering what, what we're talking about, just look anywhere where you find podcasts. If you're with us here live now, um, or watching this on YouTube or Facebook at another time. If you're listening to us on, on in podcast form, then you've already found us. But uh, anywhere you can get podcasts, uh, just search for Steelers or Steel Curtain Network. We're there. We have a whole just there's so much more than what we have um, on that goes out on YouTube. And yeah, that was so. What was the date for that? That would have been the fifth Monday, June fifth. That was uh, Let's Ride and Jeff Hart- Hartman's yep. conver- um, conversation with Shannon White, and he talked about that. That that was uh, really good there. Um, so, um, no, real quick, go bring another one up. Wes just said, "Hey, how many owners do you know that would walk down the street and converse with fans every day on their way to work?" R.I.P. Dan, and and that was and but believe it or not, that influence I think came from art. Um, you know, um, the the Rooney family. Um, for all I know, I think they still own a place down here on Deep Creek Lake. Um, and and Dan would come down, and you would you know. He would go to church locally here when they would come down. He would go to the, you know, to the grocery stores, the pharmacies, the thing. And when, when he went in and, and you just, you know, if you just noticed it was him and said, oh, hey, hello, Mr. Rooney, he would just talk to you like friendly, like, like you would expect. Like anyone else you would talk to anyone, that you would run into at in church or the supermarket or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, exactly. And to me, 
that was who Dan Rooney was, but I've, I think that was shaped by Art Rooney. But then they they ran, they 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 I say they ran as they still try to run their organization with that same feeling, and I yeah. think that's why part of the reason I feel like we're lucky as Steeler fans. So yes, we we are, and and sometimes I say we're spoiled, and there's sometimes it's frustrating because people just. it's a whole different part of your fandom when you connect to it in a different way and connect to the people and to the memories that you have. And yes, we could talk about, you know, the, the, the Steelers haven't, haven't been to a Super Bowl in X number of seasons and they haven't won a playoff game in X number of seasons and everything else. But you know what? That's never going to shake my fandom because so much of the things that we were talking about today and those memories and those memories that we are still creating, each and every season is yes. what makes this who we are as Steelers fans and what makes this the best franchise in professional sports. With that, make sure you're checking out all our podcast. Rich, is there anything more you would like to say here to close us out? You, you know, it's actually been fun. Actually, you know what? One thing I do want to point out. Hey, uh, Russ, it's good to see you back in the live chat. Yeah. Put in there earlier that he'd had some complications from surgery and had been here a while. Russ, good to see you tonight. Glad you're back in. And, and you know, you know, it's people like that are listening to the show and are out here in our live chat. That that's what makes being a Steeler fan so interesting. You know, we talk about, we constantly talk about our Steeler family. It's kind of like, because of what we are. Like you know, we we care about each other. You know, even though all I do is talk to these people over on the screen, you know, I, but they're family. And when one of them calls you up or needs a favor or anything like that, you do what you can to help them out. Um, uh, he hasn't been in the live chat for a while because of his, because of his work schedule. Um, and as that is Kennedy, he and I have been able to connect up some. And actually, I was able to. At the beginning, of, when COVID first hit, I was able to stop in and help out with his wife's granddad for a while. Now, during during the pandemic, he passed away, not from COVID, thank goodness, just naturally, because he was in his 90s. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, to me then, it was a when they were like, oh, hey, he's snowed in and he's to do this. I got it. I'm over to take care. He showed him out. Why? Steeler fan. Talk to this man. He was 96 years old. We're talking. We were talking Steelers. Because I knew he was from Pittsburgh. <laughs> yep. You know, it, and it's great. It, it's part of what makes being a Steeler fan so great. Look, this was nice to, to come in and be able to do this, especially with the passing of Stan Saverin. But this was a little more somber, a little more reflective. You know what? That's good. I hope you all enjoyed that because I want to get back in next week into excitement. I want to start excitement looking, for 2023. looking forward <laughs> into the excitement we're going to continue to get as Steelers fans in 2023. Can't wait. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.